In this episode, we will be using BattleBards sound effects. Check them out, battlebards.com. And if you're signing up for a Prime account, be sure to use our code STACK to get a discount. Well, I have to ask, Yeah. what's the best present you got for Christmas? I have to say that I did not receive a Christmas present this what? year. What? Yeah. Not one? Not one. I told the kids. Not even a not. couple bags of Oreos? No. or. Anything. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't see that as presents. I see that as a necessity of food. Yeah. Uh, yeah I, I, if that's the case, then yes, it would be the Oreos. Really? That's the, old, that's the only gift you got? Yeah. You just asked for nothing? I asked for nothing. Oh, okay. I, I said, don't get me anything. I don't need everything. I, my, my, my Christmas present is having my family together is basically what I yeah. So don't, don't get me oh. anything. Um, the real treasure was friendship, yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it was, uh, it was nice. It was nice having that break. Yeah, it was. We were together, and mm-hmm. so that's, uh, that's what's important, I guess, for me. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Yes. Meredith, what was your present? present? Um, well, my ring. Oh yeah, yeah. There's the piano behind you, by the way. Yeah, I saw that was that. birthday. No, I'm, I'm talking to Michael because oh. I don't think you've seen it yet. Yeah, I, I mean, I saw pictures, but yeah, uh-huh. I didn't see it. Just, just yeah, uh... kind of hard to miss, I guess. Mm. Yeah, well, what? <laughs> where did that come from? <laughs> where, where is this piano? I don't see yeah. It. <laughs> uh, so, in addition to some very nice earbuds mm-hmm. that Meredith got for me, uh-huh. I got a Sherlock Holmes letter. So it's a mail based mystery thing and i'm supposed to get so only men can play it or that's right oh, great. i'm supposed to get letters i think on a weekly basis okay yeah, yeah. i've seen advertisements for that yeah, yeah dear yeah. sherlock or dear uh, yeah. one of the two whatever yeah and um yeah i'm looking forward to it i got the welcome letter i've been looking at the letter just trying to see if there's anything hidden in it i don't think i there read is. it i mean at the very end he said something like here's a first but it was real Generic, and then of course there was a plug for oh here's I don't know what this means, but yeah, customer uh, because, service yeah because it's a plug for their customer service, mm. which of course so it's got a website and everything. yeah, which of course Sherlock Holmes would be like what's this, but yeah. Well, I got uh, an air fryer cookbook also, which was nice. Bam! Is that all you got? <laughs> so like, uh, Thaney got you the fridge magnet. He did. <laughs> It's right there on the refrigerator. GI Joe fridge magnet. Yeah, right you see it with I think is that snake eyes? I think so. <laughs> we just speaking of that we just went to the we had eye doctor appointments this morning for the first time in almost three years but i'm actually quite excited because so i am officially over the hill because i got no line bifocals <laughs> <laughs> they actually recommended them to me three years ago because my glasses are purely for distance and my prescription had increased from the last time mm-hmm. And the doctor told me then in 2020, he said, your prescription is, is a little stronger now than your previous glasses. So you might find it hard to focus on things up close. And I was like, nah, it's never, because my prescription has never been very strong. He, and asked, I've always he had, asked if we had any Coke bottles at home. Hush. <laughs> he did no such thing. Oh. But I've always, I've never had any trouble going between distance and close up with my glasses on because it wasn't that strong of a prescription. Well, as soon as I got those new glasses, I realized, oh, stink, I, can't. I literally could not focus on things up close because the correction was way too strong. Yeah. So I'm excited because I, w- I would like to be able to just like wear my glasses all the time and be able to see clearly all the time. Mm-hmm. And certainly my night vision. You know, I always have my glasses on if I'm driving in the rain or at night. Is it me or are people driving with their brights on more often these they days? Are. Well, so part of the problem, I think, is many of the car newer cars are moving to these auto brights where... When they're heading at you, it's supposed to sense mm. 
mm-hmm. and dim the lights. And they don't, because I'm telling you right now, it seems like they have their brights on. Yeah, and well, it could just be, I, I mean, halogen bulbs lights. Too, yeah. You know, we've obviously moved away from incandescent bulbs to these halogen bulbs, and, and even LED or LEDs. bulbs. Yeah, and and bulbs they're, which they're are, so bright. Which are yeah. very blue and very bright, yeah. Because my, I always have my lights set on auto, so it will just automatically come on in the dark. Yeah, it will yeah. automatically go to bright when I'm alone, or like I'm alone on a road. Mm-hmm. But they do, I mean, it takes maybe a second once it senses a car is coming. To go, oh, whoops, and it'll turn them off. In fact, I find that mine, I have the opposite problem with my automatic brights. It'll take them longer to kick in when I want them to mm-hmm. than it does for them to kick off when a car comes or when I drive under a street yeah. lamp or something. And my bigger concern is I think it doesn't do as good a job of sensing red tail lights mm-hmm. so that when you're coming up behind somebody at a distance. Really? I mean, I mean, at least on Peyton I do because, I mean, I'll come around the corner. There'll be a car half a mile ahead of me and, it'll, and they'll turn off. Oh, okay. But maybe not all are as sophisticated as I like. thought someone Mine got you a book that. for Christmas, um, though, too, didn't Yes, you? absolutely. I was going to mention that, too. <laughs> With a you beautiful... guys are just fishing for compliments on your gifts to each other. That's <laughs> all that was. I want to no. be told that my present to you was lovely. <laughs> no, no. I, mine made him sick. Um, how was New Year's for you guys? Did you guys do it? New Year's Eve, I mean. <laughs> did you guys do anything? You I went, went to, to bed. bed at like 8 o'clock like yeah, you normally Catherine does. Yeah, Catherine did as well. And... Because I knew we were going to be up for church and for a drive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I yeah, thought, no, uh, My family, the rest of us, we were watching the Ohio. Uh, Ohio, Georgia. The Ohio, Ohio Georgia State, game. Yeah. Yeah, Ohio State and Georgia game. Mm. There was also another bowl game that we watched earlier, and which was very exciting. And we were all kind of exhausted. And we knew, like like Red said, it was church in the morning. And also, we had a big drive. And all of us were getting kind of tired anyway. So we just decided, okay, we'll do New Year's at halftime. Because <laughs> that was like 10 o'clock. Mm. So when they went to the half, we got out the little party horns and mm. googly glasses and so things. So not at midnight. Not, not at midnight. Year. Well, it was, it was New Year's somewhere. No. It was New Year's over the Atlantic. <laughs> they don't count. I mean, it's not like that's country or anything like that. No, but, okay, uh, it had been it had been New Year's in Australia for hours. Yeah, that's so true. That's true. We celebrated Australian New Year. And I that? believe I saw recently. I, I think Tonga is the very first country to celebrate New Year's hmm. because it's east of Australia, which was news to me. I'd never seen that before. So it was good. Good all yeah. around. I got to go to Culver's again mm. many times. <laughs> Went three or four times during the five days we mm. were at Amber's yeah. house. And uh, have you ever been to one? Uh, it's a fast I mean, food chain. Yeah. It's kind of like Dairy Queen, but better. Yeah, it, really? it's it's like it's like an even better grill and chill kind of thing because mm. it has obviously it's burgers and yeah, yeah, things. Yeah. yeah, so they do thin patties that are are pressed on the grill, so they have the nice lacy edges. Yeah, they have like, like mm. a lacy. And then crunch. they butter the bread, and then so well, they the, butter the bun or they butter yeah. the meat because they're called butter burgers. Yeah, so. it's on the bread too. Yeah, they have concrete mixer, so it's a, a custard type ice cream. And then every day has a specific flavor. Have you ever heard of Strickland's? I think I've heard of it, but I don't know what it is. It's a uh, it's an ice cream place in Canton, Akron, okay. Canton, Ohio, and they are branching out. Hmm. But like the custard is so thick, like they do this thing, and it, it stays in whatever shape <laughs> nice. that you do it. So yeah. it's not exactly a <laughs> yeah, like right, a, you right. know, like a nice. It, but it's just it's all over the place. But it's extra creamy frozen custard. That sounds good. Yeah, it's good. No, you good. said they are branching out? Yeah, th- th- I think they've branched out uh, to the neighboring states. So at least they've gotten to Indiana, I think. Um, so I'm not, but I didn't know if they went out any further than Indiana or Pennsylvania or Kentucky. Mm-hmm. And so where does it end? Are there Culver's in Ohio or? Uh, well, there are. Uh, th- I think it's like 
28 states or something. Oh, okay. And we have, we, in Maryland, yeah. we happen to have a one-state padding entirely around the state of Maryland where there are no culvers. So you have to have go to go. two states. Maryland is weird because there's like, like the moment you go to Pennsylvania, there are friendlies everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. It's just so weird how what, what survives and what doesn't survive in the state of mm-hmm. Maryland. Yeah. Do you think it's because of all the different cultures that are in Maryland? Inherently because of the D.C. area and branching out, or... I really don't know. I can't tell you. what? Because I know Friendly's was here. Yeah, Yeah, but it just didn't survive. Like, it wasn't as popular as it needed to be. Well, granted, it was a pretty poor experience. Yeah, the ones, like, the one by us, well, pretty much any one we ever went to, the service was incredibly slow. Yeah, that same with the one by us. That one's still around. But yeah, anyone in and around this vicinity, they're all gone. Um, But I, I, I was able to recreate the experience. So Hershey's does sell peanut butter sauce. Ah. So I got the Hershey's syrup, the Hershey's, I mean, the Hershey's peanut butter sauce and shook that junk up and I got vanilla ice cream and I put all that on there and I'm like, yes. <laughs> so I may, I may be okay with friendlies not being around. Okay. What best is the steak. best burger you've ever had from a place? I like Elevation a lot. Okay. Okay. That's very tasty. Are they still over there though? though? Mm-hmm. They okay. sure are. And... That may be the tastiest I've ever had, although Culver's is pretty close and less expensive. Yeah. Before we get into today's game, we've had feedback from a couple of listeners. They're not reviews, so you won't be able to find these on any of our review sites, but we had a direct email from Leon. He said, I've been listening for a while now, but waited to catch up to cast judgment. This is a great show. I love the storytelling, the Tolkien levels of world building, and I reckon it's the cleanest humor out there. It has been fantastic to be able to listen to it and not worry about language. Thank you all for producing this. So thank you, Leon. We appreciate the feedback. And then we also got a physical letter from Renoa. And this was so sweet. We're going to post a picture of the back of the envelope that has uh, the hand-drawn Stack of Dice logo on it. And in the letter, she wrote, Dear Mr. Rhett, Mrs. Meredith, Mr. Michael, and Thane, I have started listening to your podcast and cannot put in words how much I love it. I really love how funny all the players are. And while I'm only about three episodes in, probably more than that now. I know. (laughs) Oh, just brace yourself, Renoa. I feel like for once I can truly picture the characters. I love to draw and would love to have some details on the characters and even side characters to try to draw a few of them. Tira should be pretty easy since you said it's like the picture in the book. I love playing D&D and while I don't play often, listening to you guys is even more fun than playing. So thank you, Renoa, for your letter that meant a very great deal to us. And you'll be getting a letter back, so thank you for sending it our way. And I'll be sure to include some character details so you can share your drawings with us. We'd love to see that. If you have any reason for reaching out to us, uh, please feel free to do that on Twitter and Instagram at StackOdice. You can email us at stack.o.dice at gmail.com. And you can catch us on our Discord server, and you can find details about that on our Twitter feed. We'd love to hear from you in any of those ways. With all of that said, hello, stackers. We are back from our winter break, and we are ready to continue our ongoing 5th edition D&D adventure. I'm Rhett the DM, and with me is... Meredith as Tira Ironstag. Michael as Wamberbash Benson, Mom. <laughs> I almost said Wamberbash as Michael Benson, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes we wonder. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> Who is ready to tell a story? Me. Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure? Follow a band of intrepid friends as they seek to understand the world changing around them. 
and as they work together to face a growing evil. Enter a world of adventure and mystery in Bardalon. Previously on Stack of Dice. The glisten of crystal and the smell of honeysuckle pushes away the stench of this place. And Thump stands there looking at you both with burning eyes. A grin seems to spread over his scaled face, and he looks quite a bit different than the last time you saw him. The honeysuckle terminates with another curl of perfume, and he takes a step towards you with his arms open. Thump. Thump? Tira, it's Thump. The further up you go on the mound, and it's, I'd say, maybe 50 feet tall. It's, mm. it's really long. It's a series of terraces, and so you're able to make your way up, and you see, again, tumbled archways, walls that are now crumbled, being covered by dirt and bracken and vines and things. The closer you get to the top, the more complete the ruins are. And so you actually find here and there a doorway that leads into a covered chamber. There's writing on this. Master, it were a long hunt, but with whiff, whiff Crackle found him. We tricked him good and bottled him up. It's safe now, and I'm off to Dalwin? Dalwin to join the fight there. Good thing stinks here and getting worse. Your servant, Kalawakos? There's a dim light that filters down from behind you, from Mm -hmm. the direction you've come, but now there's this eerie blue glow that seems to suffuse the chamber that you're in. You stand for a moment trying to make sense of exactly what's going on, and a voice that sounds unearthly fills the chamber and runs through you. Welcome, children. I've been waiting for some company. The air is thick with steam, and moisture rolls down every surface. We take a moment to drift back up the cavern, away from where Tirabash and Thump stand transfixed by two giant, slightly luminous eyes peering through the murk, and come back to the central chamber. We rise as though climbing the dangling rope, passing through the sunbeams and trickling water pouring through the hole. We skim the lake's surface, rising steadily above the thick jungle as we approach the horrid smell of the forgotten city with its long-necked guardians. We are drawn eastward, just over where the two winged mounts are picking each other over for insects, when the ground shudders once more. Frightened by the sudden interruption, the giant birds rise, screeching into the air, spiraling upward. Their instincts kick in, and they edge eastward, back to the surer comforts of their nests near Kasika and Gasa. We follow at a distance, apparently using the same updrafts, although we're slowly gaining on the flying beasts. Then, from the direction of the Waterfall City, a dark shape rises from the trees. The airship lifts into the air with quiet grace and sails in the direction of the giant birds. All three of us, observers, birds, and airship, meet somewhere 
in between. The Quetzalcoatl are wary of the new arrival and swirl around it in wide circles, their eyes fixed. But there, dancing on the deck, is a Simmeries. It's obvious he's excited about the scene playing out around him, and his boot bobs on his head as he moves, rubbing his hands in joy. As he watches, we can see on his face great happiness as the marvelous creatures circle. And it's tempting to stay to listen to his rapturous cries, but we're drawn back swiftly, hurtling back to the lake, the island, the hole, and once more we settle into the choking, steamy fog. Tira was in the front of the line going down, correct? Because you had the low mm-hmm. light vision, yes. Mm-hmm. How close are these eyes? They open in front of you startlingly close, I would say five feet at most. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's closer than I was even. And she couldn't see it before that. Correct. Uh, if you remember, I told you, even with an outstretched arm, right, you could barely said, see you your hand. You could barely see your hand because the steam was so very thick. Yeah, so five feet is about twice that. When the eyes snap open, Tira stops abruptly and throws her arms out to get everyone behind her to stop and also to protect them. Um, before asking any, or saying anything, she's going to take a deep breath in through her nose. Do I smell anything? It is a heavy moisture smell. Mm-hmm. And is that coming from something behind me or from ahead of me? It's hard to say. I mean, the, the air is full of steam, so presumably that's what it is. But I don't if, smell anything from Thump. Not yet. Um, or if he's emitting any scent, it's being swallowed up by the steam. The, okay. the molecules are swallowing it instantly. Okay. He does seem wary. His, the expression on his face as you glance over your shoulder mm-hmm. is one with narrowed eyes. After taking a deep breath... Tira fixes her eyes on the eyes in front of her and simply asks, Who are you? There is a very long, quiet pause. The eyes don't blink. Then they rise about five feet into the air. There is another exhalation. And the steam intensifies in the area. You feel a blast of warmth. It's not painful, but you definitely feel an increase in temperature. So this is steam, not smoke. Correct. Okay, there is not a whiff of smoke in this chamber. It is all steam. I asked you a question. Why would you take that tone with something like this? Oh, because she's Tira. We're gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> Do not demand things of me, child. Do you not know you are in the presence of Aldebracalis? He draws out the sibilance at the end, and that rolls right into another blast of steam right into your face. Is that name supposed to mean something to me? Before the world was finished, I was. 
and I will see its end. I'm afraid to say that. <laughs> the, the air is thick, and the eyes raise even higher into the air. This is a, I don't know if I gave exact dimensions. It was about 20 feet wide. You this, didn't give any cavern. dimensions. All you said was, it says this, and that's how we're going to end it. The, the, the cavern, walkway. Yes, the walkway was about 20 feet wide. And it's maybe about 10 feet tall, but it, the eyes raise another two or three feet into the air. Who are you to speak so impertinently to me? I asked you first. He already told you. Oh, that's right. Sorry. Sorry. I forgot that. I, forgot I already that. told you. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot that. What are you, deaf? <laughs> Turn that light out. Yeah. You hear him mumbling to himself. I know. Artibracolis, Artibracolis, yep, yep, yep. yep. No, I, I said it, yeah. Hi. All right. <laughs> <laughs> sure, beat up the blind kid. <laughs> I am Tira Ironstag of the Ironstag Delve in Arden. There's another long pause. And then something that sounds like a very low, deep grunting. <laughs> He's getting to his feet. <laughs> And you realize that it's laughter. Oh. The walls shake. Did I say something funny? There is a loud sound. There's a puddle on the floor behind you now. From Walmart. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you no, I'm still going. <laughs> <laughs> well, bring it over here and pee in his face. Yeah. There is a shudder in the earth. And a ponderous form looms even closer, and you see a beaked face come very close to you. You can't see the full detail, but it bumps up against you, and the nostrils spray right at you. Tira takes a half-step back just by virtue of being bumped into, but very quickly steadies herself and strengthens her leg muscles to stand firm. So it's not to seem as though she's retreating mm -hmm. and instead grabs out her fancy axe and just holds it ready. I realize the eyes are above me, but she is really trying to maintain that eye contact and not blink. Okay. At this point, a couple things happen. Womberbash, think about what you want to do, but immediately behind you, a very pervasive and powerful smell of vinegar floods the area. Thump hisses, and that sound carries. Womberbash, what are you going to do? Well, I'm going to tell you what Womberbash is doing. Yes. He, his eyes are wide open, and he is very confused. Uh-huh. Um, when he entered the presence of this thing, and he heard the, the, it said, um, welcome, and the eyes opened, Womberbash immediately felt the hair on the back of his head, his neck stand up, uh -huh. um, and he immediately was afraid, and and almost a panicky mode type afraid. Um, I think Womberbash sensed a power coming from this thing that mm -hmm. was um, unlike I think anything he's he's felt before. Very true. So I think he's just stunned there right now, and he's a little disbelief that that. Tira's trying to kill him. Yeah. I'm just joking. <laughs> You're in disbelief about this? I, I'm, I'm struggling to understand why you are surprised at her reaction. There is a pause. And then Aldebracalus pulls back, having apparently gotten what he wanted from the moment. Retreats into the steam 
The eyes are still very visible. I had not expected to find one of you here. And the vinegar smell dissipates. This changes things somewhat. Do you know where the traitors are? What traitors? The ones who brought me here. I would have my revenge on them. Uh, hearing him speak about having been brought there, because until now, Tira has been assuming that this was his lair. Hearing him say that he was brought there and that he considers those who trapped him traitors, her mind instantly flies back to the message they just found Hmm. about uh, a hunt and tricking him and bottling him up. Um, Her mind is trying to work fast to put these things together and also decide on a course of action. Her muscles are coiled to attack, but this, this pronouncement from him brings her up a little short. What do you mean you were brought here? They promised me a treasure that I had never seen before. One does not do that to my kind and live without punishment. Okay, okay. <laughs> See, I have to talk through some stuff here. First of all, who, what, Kalawakos? Yes, that? I think that Kalawakos and Grackle are the ones who trapped this yeah, yeah. Da- dragon or whatever it is. But I need, I need, rec- who's, Grack- who's Grackle and Kalawakos again? Uh, Kalawakos was the first guy we defeated on the top of the first tower. Okay. And Grackle's the plague doctor. Okay. So... I, I think that's what he's talking about, that they tricked him and said, you, you, you can have a treasure. But I think the treasure they're talking about is probably the pillar, which he obviously can't have. He's just there to guard it. But that's how they tricked him into coming down here or how they got him here. Or they just straight up lied and said there was, there was, there was, there was a there. treasure down there. Yeah. And now, okay. So that was all kind of meta, but some of those same things are going through Tira's head as well. Do I need to repeat that? I was just gonna say, bring bring up the names and say, do you mean? Yeah. Do you mean? And it, either one of these people, and yeah. and obviously we're fighting the same folks. Let's team right. up. Yeah, I was gonna say because now now what is with all that going through her mind, she's not sure if th- she needs to attack this thing or work with it, because if he feels betrayed too, then her strong sense of a moral code would would make just attacking him for the sake of getting him out of the way. Incredibly questionable. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you know the names Kalawakos or Grackle? You actually feel your hair mm-hmm. suck toward him as the giant mouth inhales sharply. Yes! And the world trembles around you once more. Tira feels the shiver now, but is stealing herself to get back on the right side of this conversation and get the situation under control. They are the traitors. They led you here? They betrayed me, yes. And trapped you here? How were they able to trap you? There's no immediate response. There's more hissing in the dark. There's an almost palpable sense of... Frustration. (laughs) Yeah, of irritation and 
perhaps even shame. Tira stows her axe again and brings her hand back up. So she has both arms raised to show she's no longer armed and then lowers. So they're not way up high threateningly. They're, they're down more shoulder height on her. They have betrayed us too. They are our enemies too. We are fighting against them and their master. We can help you. Aldebracalus needs no help. Tira can't help a small twinkle in her eye. She's not going to grin like, <laughs> but the very slightest of sympathetic smirks. I don't know. That's the best way I can describe it. I think maybe you do. Womberbash, sensing a shift in the conversation, is there anything that you would like to say or do at this moment? No. I'm just listening. <laughs> uh, I will say that Thump steps up next to you, slightly behind you to your right. Has the vinegar smell changed? It has. It has abated, even though it still lingers somewhat, but that's probably the effect of the steam in the room holding on to the scent particles. Instead, now there's a growing smell of, um, of bread, baking bread. Wow, that's quite a turnaround. <laughs> and he puts his scaled hand on your shoulder. Tira turns her her face to look at the hand uh, and then turns around to Thump. Do you know his kind? She's going to lower her voice, hoping maybe it's going to not necessarily carry. To the, of course, he's got huge ears or whatever, so we probably will hear it, but do you know this creature or his kind? There's a long pause and then an uncertain dusty smell that is somewhat obscured by the steam mm -hmm. dust doesn't abide well in steam <laughs> yeah but he seems to know you thump edges around you partially shielding you raises both hands in a slow dramatic gesture and again that massive head comes in close and this time perhaps even stepping aside a little bit you see the long neck and the beaked head of what appears to be a very, very gigantic turtle. It's Morla! <laughs> Does he look old? Old? Well, I don't know how much time you spent staring at tortoises or turtles. <laughs> it's true, they kind of always look old. Yeah. It's difficult for you to tell. I mean, if you want to give me a nature check, you can do Sure. That. Let's see. What do I got here? 11? <laughs> it looks old. Okay. <laughs> As old as any old tortoise. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Cut. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Ah. Tira, do you think he can't get out of here? I don't think he can. I think that Kalawakos and Graggle trapped him here to guard the pillar. I don't know if he knows that. Ask him if he can get out of here. I just did. <laughs> no, you asked him if he needed help. Ah. Uh. You don't have any... Red fruit, do you? Uh, got some mushrooms? <laughs> yeah, I have one right here. <laughs> Red fruit. They told me it was in abundance down here. I've longed to try it sometime. How big is this dude's head? 
Hold, please. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm like, I, I'm thinking one, if, if his eyes are as big as they are uh-huh. and everything else, I'm thinking one little fruit's not going to do it, even if we had it. Like, we'd have to have at least like maybe 10 or 12 for it to be even a morsel for him to taste, I would think. Yeah. A character or a monster considered gargantuan Man. is considered gargantuan when it stands 32 to 64 feet tall while weighing 16 to 125 tons. <laughs> Such creatures usually take up a 20 foot by 20 foot space. As he is doing right now. I'm assuming I'm really below Thump's arms. If even his yeah. ar- oh, outstretched yeah. arms, I'm, I don't have to look around anything. You're about really. four feet tall. Yeah. Yep. Um, Tira continuing to gaze up into the eyes of what's his name? I want to hear you say it. I don't remember Alderbradish. I don't know. Alderado. Very close. Aldebracalis. Aldebracalis. Okay. Tira, looking up into the eyes of Aldebracalis, says, We have seen no red fruit down here. I'm sorry. I think that may have been a lie that they told you to get you here. I really want some red fruit. Maybe we can find it if we can get you out of here. Can you not leave? I find myself a little constrained. And you hear a grating sound further back. So physical chains, maybe. It sounds more like something grating on something. Not not jangling, but something grating on something else. Hmm. Something grating. They called them berries, I think. I I have heard of them. And they sound so sweet. And there is a wistful tone in his voice as it echoes through this chamber. I mean, I wrote down that I put four handfuls of berries in my bag, but I don't know how long ago that was. Those things are probably <laughs> fermented and mushy by now. Maybe that'll work for our benefit. <laughs> hey, these are good <laughs> berries. Guys. berries I love you guys. <laughs> Drunken dragon. Is- <laughs> yeah, oh, that, I don't know. Then he starts stumping around the thing and crushes us all. <laughs> go ahead. No, go, you go. Go ahead. I've been talking way too much. You go. I'll say. <laughs> ask, ask him if I can go behind him and see if I can see what's stopping him from. Um, I was thinking. Thing. Okay. I'm, 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 this yeah. is this is one more best. Yeah, talking. I know. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. thinking. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was actually. I was thinking of asking if I could go because I've got weapons. Of course, so do you. Weapons to the two that could like chop into whatever. Well, I'm thinking of something different. Oh, all that. right. Well, you ask him. <laughs> You're like, oh, you already I'm have a. You him. already have a relationship with him. <laughs> You've established the rapport. We've already shipped Tira with Alabaca. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the many loves of Tira. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> Which is a new channel on our Discord server. Is it really? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Grief. People must think Tira's a hussy. They're shipping her with pretty much every person we come across. They're like, oh, I loved that. Tira looks up into his face. It sounds to me as if you are bound. We might be able to free you if we can... Not bound. Stuck. 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 I think maybe he's too big for the space they put him in. Um, let let us help you then. If we can get to the uh, around to the other side of you, we might be able to find a way to free you. Can we come in there? I don't know if you have the room. 
but you may try. You might be able to get under him as opposed to around him. I can't see his body at all, only his neck and his head. Right now. Okay. Yeah, again, the heaviness of the steam is mm-hmm, obscuring mm-hmm. everything behind him. And it's only through the fretful glances that you've gotten through the shreds of steam that you're able to see. I, I'm sure that we can find a way back there. You can shrink. Yeah. We have ways. My friend is going to try to help you. And Tira gestures bash forward with her hand. <laughs> he, he said, what? He looks terrified. <laughs> I'm like inching forward. <laughs> okay. So here's what's going to happen. Okay. We're going to end this episode here. <laughs> However, when we pick up next time, mm-hmm. we're going to treat it as a skill challenge. Yay, skill challenge! Wait, oh. And it's going to be based on, you know, the, the choices you make as far as what gets applied. But okay. uh, <sighs> trying to free Aldebracalus from his underground prison is going to be, I think, a challenging thing. But we'll get there next time. So let's go with experience points. First of all, something I neglected again, (laughs) two things. Uh, Number one, you never got experience points for meeting Kitoko in Kasika Ngasa. She was the crane. The crane, yeah. Uh, So take three experience points each for that. She is an influential person in the region. And therefore, by the three pillar standard of experience points, you should get experience for that. I did give you experience for exploring somewhat the city of Kasika in Gaza, so that's already there. And I wrongly stated last time that Thump is level 14. He's actually level 15. Nice. Mm. That's to reflect the changes that he went through in his time mm-hmm. imprisoned. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he actually has a level on you, but he, he's starting off at the base of 15. So well, not, he has not a level too far and a half on us then, because we're in the middle of 13 right now. No, you should be 14. Nope. No. Oh, whoops. But that's fine. I, yeah, he, he let be him 15. be 15, dude. That's fine. Okay. We're half, like I said, I, I'm halfway through. He's probably two thirds of the way through. Mm. Okay. I lost track of that. I was trying to keep him one level ahead of I him. mean, yeah, sure. We are level 14. <laughs> <laughs> two thirds way to 15. 50, yeah, 15 <laughs> points into level 14. Okay. All right. So then uh, I just wanted to make sure you're yeah. aware of where he is. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so for experience points, I'm going to give you one each, including Thump. For your interaction with Aldebracalus. All of all of your interaction with him, the bash. That one that one time when you sidled forward <laughs> looking scared. Okay. And let's hear it for the Norse battle. <laughs> you, boy, this, uh, <laughs> listeners new to this show coming out, you got one experience point. <laughs> I know. What? <laughs> you idiots. Yeah. How are you ever gonna level up? I don't know if I have okay. anything. You didn't yeah, do anything. Well, you know, Tira playing Tira or Meredith playing Tira. Yeah. That's true. You people doubt me all the time with my, it says impulsive and judges actions, not words. So until he had said anything, I was going to go by what I saw, which yeah, was Yeah, but a thir- the first thing he said parent. to us is welcome my children. And then you're like, who are you? <laughs> Don't you dare say welcome to me. <laughs> what is going you on? Heard, you heard the way he said it, right? It was menacing. It was like, oh, welcome. <laughs> I didn't take it that way. I, you didn't? No. No, you've no. not listened to the episode. No, I, I, haven't. Yeah. I haven't. Yeah, it's like, welcome, my children. I mean, he's like. Maybe he had a, some caught in his throat at the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a person. <laughs> and besides that, I mean, 
Tira knows they're heading down to a pillar and they've never met any good guys on top of a pillar. They've only ever met enemies on top of a pillar. So what is she supposed to assume? Oh, trapped turtle. <laughs> Come here, oh, little guy. <laughs> yeah. Let me up, little guy. So yeah, I will nominate myself for being true to, <laughs> to Take Tira's two. vision. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and then she changed tactics I know, no, easily I know, but I was just as like, the situation evolved. Whoa, whoa. I was like, what's going on here? Well, yeah, That's why know. you're Bash yeah. and I'm Tira. All right, anything else? All right, let's hear a recap then. Tira is 59 points into level 13. All right. Wammer Bash is 65 points into level 13. And Thump is one point into level 15. <laughs> Great. Well, Stackers, this was an interesting one. I wasn't sure if it was going to result in a fight or a talk. It was looking like it was going to be a fight, and then things changed, but that's okay. Thane and I did some planning while he was home for his winter break, and so we uh, did some talking and figured out that there were some fun things we could do with this either way. And I'm glad it went the way it did. But we'll see what happens next right here at Stack of Dice. I mean, I guess it could still turn into a fight if... if... When the eyes snap open, Tira stops abruptly and throws her arms out. Hang on. A voice rumbles. Me, 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 me. This pronouncement from him brings her up a little short. <laughs> oh, my word. <laughs> no pun intended. Dwarf joke. Uh-huh. <laughs>